Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pool Box Pals podcast. I am one of your Pool Box Pals. My name is Monk. Your other Pool Box Pal is the handsome devil to my, oh God, my left? I'm looking right? at the screen. I'm, you're my right? Um, you're right well, in front of me. In if, if we were sitting side by side, I would be to your right. I'd be driving the car. So you would be You'd to be... my right. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I was about, to, if you were about to hit me, like. Yes. And you are. What you what are I'm driving doing? this car. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I opened the episode and everything. How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. I, uh, yeah, I've been on a little trip for the last two weeks. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, you and I, uh, we were away for two weeks. Um, it's yeah. So and last week, back. last week was uh, unintentional. So for, you know, our uh, single digit number of fans who we love. <laughs> hey, uh, it's, I love so it. Apolo I apologize. I apologize that we were not here last week. Um, we extended my road trip and uh, gave my kids a history lesson uh, along the way. So, well, that's loose. That's, that's an experience. Important. A historical experience. There we go. That's probably a better way to put it. Do you think they're going to remember it? Well, your son will definitely will. How old's your daughter? Yeah. She's five. She'll she'll okay. remember it. She'll at least like yeah. remember like, like that she went and saw, uh, you know, like we went to Rushmore. So she she'll remember that she saw it. She, she okay. probably won't remember what uh, my opinions on it were. Um, she'll she'll probably know them because she probably it won't be the last time she hears them. But she yeah, probably won't remember that was the first time that she heard. So but I'm going to keep that right here. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good it, call. <laughs> However, but, uh, I will say this. Uh one one thing that uh because we're a comic book podcast and uh, a big part of comic books me. is 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 superheroes. Um the the entire road trip, well at least for I guess 44 hours of of it, um which was about half the time of our entire road trip. Um I listened to Rob Cherno's uh Washington so the biography on George Washington and uh, he like really is like the original like legend comic book hero of America. It's really yeah. like his, his whole story is just like super, super fascinating. And like when you put him in the context of like the world that he lived in, most mm -hmm. of what people knew about him was all hearsay. Mm -hmm. And so there's all these like legendary stories even being told about him while he was living because everything was communicated through newspaper and just word right, of mouth yeah. like there wasn't yeah. you know like they couldn't watch a youtube channel they didn't like electricity is you know just barely discovered so like <laughs> they're like, like 10 minutes away from youtube but like in part of the book it just says like before there was like this setup government and there before there was like statues of american heroes and before there was a flag that represented this country there was George Washington hmm. and like, he really is like, he's there. There was so much I learned about him that I didn't know that just made me like appreciate him like even more. And just like what he did give uh, sure. to our country, but it's just also like what he did for storytelling in our country. And like, you see that so much in the storytelling among like Marvel and DC is because a lot of it is like, you know, Captain America, there is some George Washington, like the nobility of like the I'm going to do what's best for my country, like despite like 
uh, you know, certain spherical parts of the world, um, like, uh, you know, regardless of like political agenda or religious uh, decisions, stuff like that. Like sure. you see that stand, like that stand up guy in a lot of the superheroes we read about. And so that was my history lesson during the, the road trip nice. the history that we did with our kids is I'm finally going to conquer this massive book on audio <laughs> because <I'm> not... <laughs> when I get oh, a hey. big, but when I get a big book, it's very, it's too daunting for me. I'm just like, now nah, give me those 250 page books. Dude, I've been trying to read uh, Heir to the Empire for like months now. And it's just the like, I just have to pull the trigger. I, I decided that I'm going to do the audio book. I wanted to read it, but I'm just like, you're never going to do this. Like, but it's something yeah. that I actually like want to consume. So I'm like, you're just going to have to do the audio book, which is fine. Like I can bust it out at work. Um, I would recommend I just, that you make yeah. sure you have the latest that if it's a Star Wars book, always make sure you have the latest like audio edition mm -hmm. because like they, there's a lot of really good production that goes into those things um, that yep. make like, you know, you even get like the music to it and like yeah. blasters dun, going dun, off. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun. So well, I almost started doing uh, I don't know what that was that I was Imperial I tried March. to do. I wanted to do it, but I felt like I was going to go into here comes the bride for some reason. Dun, 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 dun. No, that's what am I thinking of? That's like a funeral thing. I need to, I'm going to I'm going to abandon whatever that it is that I'm currently doing. But I did want to ask you a question regarding your trip, Mark. Yeah. Uh, did you bring any comic books with you? Because let me say this. Whenever I go on a trip, I don't I did do it this time. Um, I always bring not only like enough comic books to read. I bring more than I would normally consume in a weekend. Right. So if I'm going yeah. away for the weekend, on a normal weekend, I'd probably read four comics at most and like yeah. on average, let's say. But I, when I go away, I'm bringing like trade paperbacks. I'm bringing like single issues, like just all my pool for that week, like everything. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, no, I uh, I brought everything that I hadn't read yet. OK, so like if it, if it was if it's something that's been sitting on my shelf for a couple months that I just haven't like pulled off of there to read, I brought it along. Did I get to all of them? No, because uh, I went down a couple rabbit holes on on my trip, and we'll I'll talk about that more uh, more in a, sure. in a bit. <laughs> I I uh, I I like only read like one or two on my little getaway slash tour. Um, one of them was the Sonic. Com no, I don't think I read the Sonic comic. I really been wanting to read that stupid comic, and I just I haven't allowed the, myself to was have that time. The free the free comic book day. One? Yeah, the free comic book day one. Yeah, I still have a couple of my free comic book day ones that uh, I need to read. One free comic book day one that I do want to mention that I was kind of excited about, and uh, I don't I don't know if it's going to push me in the direction of getting the the series that's coming out maybe in the trade paperbacks do but the teenage mutant ninja turtle one that came out for free comic book okay. day yeah um it's it's kind of like a mirrored reality of the original uh comic book and uh okay did sorry, you one second were you like I got, I, no you're good I, you. yeah. I uh i was never much of a uh teenage mutant ninja Tur i guess i was because i remember like i had all the toys and stuff but i never read any of the comics and i don't even think i realized that it was a comic necessarily until i got older um 
Yeah, because yeah, like I said, I just it wasn't something. I guess it was just because I was a kid in the '90s, so I was into the Ninja Turtles. But like, I never intentionally sought out anything Ninja Turtles esque. Okay, yeah. Um, well, that was that's kind of a bummer for you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it, it looks like a great little world to be inside of. Um, it is. I love Bebop and Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, yeah, so those those guys were they were created for the cartoon. Yeah, that's what I figured. They, Good old they were they were cartoons. Bringing yeah, they were they were they, like, they were like the the marketing scheme of the show, like that whole show. I mean, all the cartoons from that day were all about marketing to children. Yeah, it's just <laughs> but it's just ninety. Do I love uh, them? Hour commercials. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, hell, look at the look at the impact that they had on us. If you know, oh, yeah. if all they were. I will. I mean, that's not true. I would. What were some of the cartoons that I grew up on? I don't even think any of the ones because I didn't get into comics until I was older. You know. Um, yeah. One of my favorite cartoons as a kid was the Animaniacs. But oh, yeah. uh, classic. I never. I tried to watch it. They renewed it a couple of years ago, and I tried to watch it. And it was. I just. It wasn't for me. Um. um I'm. But I'm hey, kind of like a. I think I'm kind of a believer. Like, and not in every situation, but probably with like certain cartoons especially ones from like my childhood is just kind of like let dead let dead dogs lie mm -hmm. <laughs> just let them be 100 uh, yeah because it, it's so yeah, much of a risk just... sometimes to try to like, like re reflag that ship and yeah it's almost never yeah. as as good as it's going to be but uh, hey man do you want to talk about our polls for this week yeah dude let's do it um i got four this week i did got, as well uh, I don't know. Yeah, I got two got, like these. any of the same. We didn't. I love um, these weeks. So. Yeah. So I got and I went I went pretty mainstream. And to be honest, I actually only had one thing in my pull box and I got three things off the shelf. Uh, okay. Um that were new. Um so I got I two I got, from like, DC off the shelf. Okay. Not none, none off the shelf. Um so two that I got off the shelf from DC because uh, as I think people know, um, you know, I like when I when I uh, when I'm like, oh, I need to like start getting back into D.C. and stop being so hard on them. It's just like I start going overboard. So, um, so anyways, I picked up uh, the one shot of the D.C. versus Vampire series. Um, so this is just like uh, one of those uh, kind of standalone issues of the series that's going on. There's 12 issues of D.C. versus Vampires, but this one's a subcategory of Hunters. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to get into that cause it's, it's Robin and I believe it's the, the Damian Wayne version of Robin. Okay. Um, yeah. That's what it looked like. I saw that. I saw that they, my comic book shop posted it and, uh, I saw that it had vampires on it. Right. Is that correct? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't, and like, this is also fun because I don't really, I don't, I haven't been reading the DC versus vampires. No. Um, I like I haven't I, either. I, um, I'll probably, you know, if they ever they're free on like Comicsology or whatever, um, I might get I might get into it. But I just thought it'd be fun to get like a glimpse into that world. But then it's a one shot, so like it kind of does stand out on its own. Um, and then the second thing I got from DC is, is another uh, Batman. Uh, this is new. This is Batman Fortress. So this is issue one, and I think there's eight issues coming out. Oh, another reason. Sorry. Another reason that I got drawn to this one, too, is because can you read the top name there? 
No, not at all. <laughs> is it backwards? <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, that, backwards it's, small. It's our it's our pal. Though. Yeah, it's a uh, it's our it's our pal Matthew Rosenberg. Oh, nice. He's on yeah. Batman. Or no, yeah. uh, that's not bad. I mean, but like he's a mainline doing, DC doing... thing. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So wow. I, that's that's what drew me to it because I, you know, I've never paid it. Like I know that he's done stuff for Marvel and DC before, but uh, I've just I've never I've never paid attention. Uh, no, me neither to that stuff. And uh, actually, doing like and people should know, like doing this podcast is what's gotten me more into like following the writers rather than just following like the characters because that's usually what I would like go for. Is like I love stories about like Batman or Robin or the Joker, but I would never like look at who wrote it because it's like. Nobody's ever going to live up to, you know, Stanley and Jack Kirby. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I, and so I yeah, just never really everyone else doesn't matter. <laughs> but then it but then it was like uh, it's Jeff Jeff Lemur. Um, when I started realizing that I've been watching stuff that he had written originally as comic books, that's where I started really paying attention. And then like you introduced me to like Brubaker. And so like I went down a Brubaker rabbit hole for a while, but did I introduce um, you to Brubaker? You well, like you're the first. I because again, like I never really paid attention to names, and like mm -hmm. um, after going back and like seeing who he was and seeing like you know everything that he's written, it was just like, oh wow, like I've probably read like a handful of his work without really knowing it, um, mm -hmm. and so that's fun. That's but it also yeah, so it just it opened up doors for me to like read other things that. Uh, I normally wouldn't because this person wrote it. Um, right. So, yeah, so that's what drew me into um, that DC versus vampires uh, hunters. And then, yeah, Batman Fortress, uh, eight issues are coming out. I don't know really anything about the author. Uh, it's Gary Whitta or Whitta. Um, he, but what I do know is that he's, he might typically be a screenwriter he did the screenwriting for rogue one oh, um yeah that's a good story too and in it's theory. a great story yeah it was cut up in editing but that's a great story yeah so uh i don't really know what i'm getting myself into other than like on the bottom of the co the cover it says uh can the dark knight stop an invasion of the earth and apparently superman's like missing or something's happened with superman so now it's all on batman's shoulders to like rally the justice yeah. league and be like hey we we got to pull uh we got to pull an avengers here <laughs> stop this animation <laughs> and then we're just only um, going to reference that for the rest of our cinematic run yes um, yes. <laughs> uh, um we're gonna we're gonna go off the uh yeah never mind let's not go there um bar all right what <laughs> that's liar i would like yeah. to say that that was a computer but it wasn't it was all timmy error uh what else do you get uh you so the four, next thing right? i got is yeah i got four so the first two are dc i got an image comic here this is bloodstained teeth number two did you get number one i can't remember no you didn't I wanted um, to get it, but I couldn't. My shop didn't have it. Your shop didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why it's important to pay attention months in advance to what's coming out so you can have your right, shop yeah. get it for you. Um, because do you know, like, I'm, are you are you a victim of the pain of back ordering issues through your comic shop? 
Not much. I really don't ever do it. I did recently There's, for something maybe that I'll talk about in my pools, but uh, yeah, it's I don't really ever try. It kind of it kind of just become it kind of just becomes this issue of like, do I want to pay like the extra like price of a comic book for shipping on this one issue that I didn't ask my shop to get me? That's right, how you can yeah, get it quick. I, if you back order through your shop, it can take mm -hmm. weeks, if not months. Like my shop told me the longest that they've seen a back order come for somebody was a year. And it's yeah, just like, yeah, you could you could just order through, you know, one of the online comic retailers and pay shipping. Yeah, I mean, um, I've never back ordered through my shop, really, just besides this one time that I'm going to be talking about. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, so this one, I, I really did enjoy the first issue. Um, excited to see where this one goes. Uh, again, the author is Christian Ward, or the writer is Christian Ward. The artist is Patrick Reynolds. Apparently, Patrick Reynolds, uh, I've, I've read that he's kind of an up-and-coming artist in comic books. Mm -hmm. um, okay. At least that's... Hmm. Yeah, I've never... Then, that's not ringing any bells, but that doesn't mean that's not true. Yeah. Um, and I might be wrong. He might have already been an up and comer and he's like the hot thing right now. I'm not, you know, who mm -hmm. knows? Uh, colorist is uh, Heather Moore and letter Hassan Atsmani Allahu. How? I don't know. You tried. Sorry. We, we try our, we try our best with names. Um, and then the last thing I got, you're going to love this. You're going to love it. I'm excited it's to love it. Number seven. Nice. The reason I got it is because uh, Banner of War is going on, which is what it says right here. Yeah. And this okay. this is part three of five. So part one was an alpha, like uh, bland issue of Thor and Hulk. And then part two was the latest release of Thor. This is the first Hulk gotcha. tie-in. And then they each Thor and Hulk have one more. Um, and it's uh, it's been fun so far. I haven't I haven't read the Hulk one yet, but the, the alpha and... Uh, the last Thor issue, they were they were fun to read. Nice. That's yeah. I kind of like that Marvel does it. It's more of what I like that storytelling, but I don't yeah. like the buying empty issues where they're just like they like they think they're like, oh, no, that's happening elsewhere. And then they go off and do a mission that's like vaguely related. Um, yeah. But obviously also has to kind of tie into their story unless it's well, like a character who doesn't have their own series, you know? I also, so. well, here's, here's the thing. Um, I think what's happening and I think this might be what happens, um, possibly on the regular is the writer for Hulk is currently the writer for Thor, but I believe he's finishing up his Thor run and now he's transitioning over to Hulk. And so this is only issue seven. Uh, so it's Donnie Cates. Um, but yeah, he's been doing the whole Thor series since the start of 2020, I believe. And so he's wrapping up, I think, with issue 28. Um, okay. And then I think somebody else is going to take over Thor and uh, he will be hands on with Hulk. Um, I think so. they, uh, I think a Thor and Hulk comic would do really well. Um, yeah, especially if it's penned by this guy. Um, yeah, I would totally jump on that. I think I'm a little bit more interested in seeing like if it's going to be a shorter, I'd kind of I don't know. I don't know what I want from Marvel. I don't Marvel. You can't make me happy, but um, keep trying and I will keep, keep trying. Keep too. it up. I will love you yes. back, Marvel. Um, yeah, I, yeah, what I, do, I, yeah. I, I would like to see those characters because I think they have an interesting relationship and I would like to see a dynamic past them. Uh, 
beyond just kind of who's which one of us is stronger you know of kind yeah. of being a little well, bit more like sympathetic of each other's worlds i think that that's kind of what is going on in this issue is because like uh bruce banner is at a new place in his life as hulk you know for however many years and you know thor's celebrating 60 years so um, yeah they both have yeah. been a lot around for a long time. And like the Hulk even references or like Bruce Banner references. Cause how it's basically set up is uh, Bruce Banner somehow is able to figure out how to separate uh, the, the, the mentality of Bruce and the mentality of the Hulk into like two different parts of his brain. Um, and okay. then he just, as Bruce Banner is able to control the physical Hulk that is out in the world. And mm -hmm. And so it's just it's it's really interesting because there's kind of like this uh, astral plane type scenario going on with uh, okay with uh, Bruce Banner uh, kind of in conversation with uh, Odin and if if you remember like Odin's dead now that's how yeah um, you know I, I've talked about that on here and so but Odin's spirit now is what embodies Mjolnir and so right. Odin Odin is now able to spiritually contact um bruce banner inside the mind of the hulk while physical hulk is fighting thor wow <laughs> and that's pretty sweet i love comic yeah. books yeah it's so it's they're they're fun and that's that's like the thing about marvel is just like yeah that it's they're really hard to like please uh the mm -hmm. entire crowd but like if you're really into a character, it's still just going to be fun for you. And then every once in a while you get those dingers yeah. where mm -hmm. you're just like, wow, this is like an amazing part of like this character's history. And so like yeah. this probably won't play out that way because it is just another Hulk and Thor fight. But, um, mm -hmm. and that they reference, they've referenced it. Like Bruce Banner referenced it. Like, uh, you know, his computer inside the brain is like access all the fights that Hulk and Thor have ever had. And mm -hmm. like he's he's learning how to like control Hulk to in like new ways, and yeah, it's just, so it is. It's it's interesting and it's fun. And I'm a Thor subscriber anyway, so I'm gonna have to get issue eight of Hulk as well. And then nice. this little tight this little crossover will be over in two more two more issues. So, nice. but enough enough about my polls. What did uh what do you got on your docket? What did I get on my docket? So, uh, I'm. I got four as well, and there was only one that wasn't a re a, that was a issue one that wasn't something that I had already uh, been subscribed to or was in my pull box. Um, and that mm -hmm. was Good Boy uh, issue one of volume two. So this uh, volume one came out last year. It was just the three issue arc. And it's essentially from what I've heard uh, it's just like the opposite of John Wick. Um, and uh Meaning that, not just like in reverse, but that it's the man that dies and the dog goes on revenge seems to be the tale. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's that's what I've heard. I haven't really looked into it. I was just curious. I've heard really good things. Um, it is, here, let me pull this, get open, I can look at it. It's written by Garrett Gunn and Christina Blanche. And art and colors is Kit Wallace, lettering and design by Dave Lentis. Um yeah, and so I I'm not really familiar with a lot of them. Um, 
but it's from source source i've had good stuff from before so you know it's just like heck i'm gonna give this a go there's i you know three issues i love like we've talked about this so much but the fact that Wait, they're bold you say it's, from, it's, it's from source yeah okay yeah yeah so swing point source point press um source point press yeah but I, I love the fact that it's three issues and that they were just bold enough to be like, we can tell the story in three. We don't need to go anymore. You know, I talk about that all the time about how much yeah. I appreciate that. So, yeah. So there's that. The um, I, I'm really looking forward to it because I I just need something that's walks a good line of mature and silly and not like yeah. just constant, like constant, heavy you know or dark you know because i'm thinking about like uh devil chicken chicken devil whatever that was called yeah chicken devil and that yeah, was yeah, just yeah. so like it was heavy and like every episode there's a lot of or every issue there's a lot of blood but it's kind of a silly concept but it's 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 too heavy um yeah. and not not that that wasn't enjoyable but i just am at a place currently where i'm just looking for like things that are a little bit lighter and i'll kind of be talking about that in a bit um, but yeah, there's that one. Uh, so yeah, the rest are all ones that I'm I'm still going on. So these are kind of comics that I've talked about before. So I don't I'm not going to really spend a lot of time going into in depth. Yeah. Uh, the the next one is Newborn number seven right here. Uh, let me let me do something different with my hands. Uh, yeah, I haven't been keeping up with this super well. Um, it restarted hard. the arc, like I think, in issue number. F what? What you say? It's hard. It's really yeah, hard man. to like, well, keep up with all of it. It's it. The comic itself seems like it's telling a story over a longer arc, like a longer arc. Like I feel like they're going for like they're knowing that they're at least going into the teens. So yeah, I'm just they're kind of feeling. I'm feeling like they're taking their time with the story. So I kind of feel like I can take my time reading it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's kind of how I feel about like Berserker. Okay, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't read the last two issues that have come out because, like, I think I'm just ready to like finish because, like, I I do enjoy it and it's been fun, mm -hmm. but it just seems like that you know sometimes comic books, even though they're written in series, um, they're kind of meant for that trade paperback. Yeah, and I would. And agree. I think, and I think that like something like Berserker, I think it's nine issues in total i think i would rather have just picked up the trade paperback for it when it was all said and done yeah not that i don't like the story i just don't like having to like remember back so far to like yeah. how did we get to this point so. yeah especially if it's like complicated and like and i feel like that's kind of what's going on with newburn is there's just like it's not that it's a complicated story it just seems like it's it's very narrative driven um yeah every once in a while there will be like an action scene but there is just a lot of conversations between people so mm. there's just a lot of stuff to remember a lot of that and i i do just feel like it'd be one of those things that i would just enjoy on like a rainy day you know it's a kind of noir tale so it's i'd love a you know a good noir tale on a rainy day so, yeah yeah you know that's that's my plan i'm not gonna with give a, with a glass soon. of whiskey and a, and a cigarette and a cigarette <laughs> in, in indoors like god intended um uh so next then uh is i i have been enjoying this man i'm so happy that i jumped on this is godzilla versus the mighty Morphin power rangers uh, and uh yeah yeah it's it's just a lot of fun 
it's not it's it's just continually like throwing stuff at it is so far like the issues haven't been very dull or anything like that it's just been just continually rolling with the punches and i've yeah yeah been really enjoying it so if you are a fan of either you know godzilla or mighty morphin power rangers i would uh i would yeah i would recommend you check out those bad boys because yeah um i uh yeah i didn't even know that this go on go ahead no (laughs) <laughs> uh, I didn't even know that this was uh, coming out today. So I was super st- or yesterday rather. And so I was like super stoked to uh, yet yeah, to to it. Like I wasn't expecting to be so, like excited to see it, maybe. Yeah. I, but I know I've had been enjoying it. But when I, I was I guess I was more excited than I was expecting to be when I saw that, like it was in my pool box. Um, now, what were you going to uh, say? Well, I was going to say I. I knew how much you were digging that comic. And as I was uh, reading uh, some of my polls from my shop down the road, there was a Power Rangers one that stood out. And now I'm wondering if I actually even, I don't think I added it in. I got to remember what it's called. Uh, um, well, you do that. I'm going to go ahead and talk about my next comic while you try to you remember go for what it. that one is. All righty. Um, yeah, and so this is the last one that I I got, and I I really enjoyed it. When I went into my comic book shop this week, the the owner was so jazzed on this comic, and he he was the one that had heavily suggested it in the first place. And I was kind of I w- don't think that I was planning on getting it, but then he recommended it. I really enjoyed it. Um, but this time I went in, he's like, this one is so much better than issue number one. It just blows it out of the park. And uh, I'm realizing that he and I have different, very different senses of humors. Because he's like, there's several times <laughs> where I laughed out loud in this. And I'm like, I, I thought it was funny. But man, I, I, it wouldn't have, there, I don't think there was any point. Anyways, I haven't even said what it was. Is the naughty list number two. Oh. So this is the story. I forgot a, about that. Yeah, this is a modern story about Santa, where he came from, and somebody steals the naughty list. And uh, well, what we find out in this issue is that somebody gets paid to steal the naughty list, and then they give it to somebody, or they leave it somewhere for somebody, and then you know that person is off to do nefarious things. And Santa, with his reindeer uh, and elves friends, have to track down this uh this person whoever it is and i don't even have any idea who it could be there's as as far as i know uh there haven't been like any subtle hints maybe super subtle hints but um i haven't really picked up on any but yeah man that's uh um that was my pools and who puts who puts that one out aftershock Um, aftershock and that's by nick santora and lee ferguson I love Aftershock, man. Like when you when you find something from Aftershock that you you think you're gonna like, you you I, in my in my experience, you typically end up liking it. I don't yeah. I don't have any. I don't think I have a series that I've read from Aftershock where I was like, man, I really wish I didn't waste my time on this. Like they're always like fun and exciting, and it seems like they uh, like to. Um, really give the creators like the reins mm-hmm. to to their story. Mm-hmm um and just tell it how they want it want to um 
Uh, but yeah, um, and then also your the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers one, the and Godzilla. That's IDW, correct? Correct. Okay, so I know that the one that I was looking at is from Boom. I just okay. I just Boom Studios would be fun for a uh, for uh, whatchamacallit? Um, whatever the name of that thing is, the, the Power uh, Rangers. Yeah, I think it would be fun to see them there. Sorry, I was. They do. Sure. They do. Like there, uh, there's a whole series it, of Mighty Morphin. It's Mighty Morphin, um, is all it's called, and it is the Power Rangers, and they have a bunch of like one shots for it too. Um, right. Well, I think I'm gonna have to give that a uh, a look into. Um, but it's so hard because I feel like I think I now that we're talking about, it, I feel like I have seen it, and I feel like it's like up. No, I'm thinking of Sonic because I really want to jump on Sonic, and Sonic is at like 48 or something like that. Did you find it? Yeah, so I think it's just a one shot. Let me look at this, but it's called Power Rangers Unlimited, the Death Ranger. It's put out by Boom Studios. Um, if you want to get it, you got to get it into your shop by the end of June. Um, let's go to the series here real quick. Do you? I think it is just. I, I think it's just like I think the way that Boom works with Power Rangers is they have their main like Mighty Morphin, and then they also have Power Rangers Unlimited, and I think they do like kind of one shots to kind of bring in like a new character, maybe. Yeah, but oh no no, it okay. says a new ongoing comic book series by Boom, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch out to for that a, one. Even say we're gonna have to keep an eye open for that. Yeah. Well, hey man, what are some? Uh, what's a comic you want to talk about that? that maybe you read on your trip or whatever yeah. what's, uh, what's well, on your mind yeah you know you asked me about like what do you take on a road trip and like i took everything um i didn't actually i don't think i read a single one of the physical copies that i brought with me um because i went down i went down a jeff lemur <laughs> rabbit hole that's funny <laughs> and um i i found out that like you know something that I've talked about it before is like when the new 52 started, like what, 10 years ago, eight years ago, whatever it was. Um, I kind of hopped on all that, but I, again, like back then I just wasn't paying attention to who like wrote it. And I wish that I did because like Jeff Lemur has this, uh, green arrow series that he did. Um, and it, it's just, it's just been like really fun because it is just this like, he's able to expand on like a, a known world in unknowable ways. Like he brings something new to the table with everything he touches. And right now, like green arrow is kind of in this phase where uh, he's finding out a lot about his past that he didn't know, like was there. Like he's kind of, uh, we've seen the story kind of told because this is also back when like that arrow series, the TV show was out. Mm -hmm. um and so like they did seem to kind of play off of each other a little bit or at least the show maybe played off the comic because like the show is advertised on some of the the, the covers for the comic but yeah uh yeah so i've been really enjoying this green arrow series and then uh i also went down what i think a lot of people claim is his best work i went down the gideon falls uh hole mm -hmm. and i read book one which i think is the first 16 issues okay of it Jeez. And man like that was that was just it's so fun like so much of it's just told like there is color but like so much use of black white and red throughout the mm -hmm. comic um you get a lot of that same stuff from you know we, we know he likes to work with really good artists and i i think that it was uh 
I think the the artist is An uh, Andre or Andrea Sorrentino, who does okay. uh, uh, did Primordial with him. Right. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember that name. So there, there's a lot of that really kind of cool, like dark side of the moon type, uh, you know, shattering into pieces and pixels like stuff going on throughout the comic there. But it is like it is a horror comic, but it's 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 done really well it's very much like this good versus evil like the catholic church is involved um mm. and then there's just this this evil that exists in gideon falls and uh i now that you're saying i don't even think i realized that it, i i don't even think i realized that jeff lemire did that that mm. that was his because i'd seen it and i had been tempted to jump on it Oh Jesus! I'm just putting this off for for a while there. I thought you were saying Excess County. That's what I that's what I was picturing in my head. Yeah, um, but well, uh, and that's yeah. another one that he's like. Uh, so Gideon Falls and uh, Excess County are the ones that I've heard are, people argue are like his greatest works. Yeah, um, I, uh, I I only read the first book of Excess County. I've never done anything with Gideon Falls. Yeah, Gideon's balls. Gideon's balls. I've never done anything <laughs> with those either. Yeah, me would you believe such a thing? But I definitely recommend if if you haven't checked out Gideon Falls, um, I, you know, I'm just gonna find. A, I I know there's a way that I can lend it to you, like because I have I got the digital copy of the first book. I know there's a way I can lend it to you, but I think that some of the issues uh, from Volume One are free on Comicsology. He's gonna say I can just check out Comicsology and see if it's on yeah. there. I've been paying for that and not using it like a good old Amazon subscription and how um, many how many amazon things are you subscribed to oh, don't, don't, want to talk, don't let's not talk <laughs> about it but uh yeah i have been i have been wanting to jump back on um back onto comiXology and because i'm such a big fan of reading comics digitally because you can just swipe 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 and yeah. uh i feel like especially something like X, uh, ss county is would be good for that and it's the art, you know, it's for better or for worse. It's so crisp on those on those uh, on a tablet or on a computer screen as opposed oh, to yeah. just because that's how they do it. You know, so it's like it's usually on a tablet and then it's, you know, and it's printed out or however, you know, I don't obviously don't know the process, but it goes from digital to physical. At least that's as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, or at least what I'll say is when you when you when you find a comic that was done digitally and you read it digitally, it pops so much. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, I obviously, but there's also nothing that beats like having a good comic in your pool box, you know? Yeah. Um, but then one other thing, uh, you also mentioned like, uh, you really appreciate when like a story gets told in three issues. Um, so like another thing that I read during my, uh, Jeff Lemur, uh, rabbit hole was, uh, the, the series that ended in January is just called Robin and Batman. And it's, so nice. it's DC and, uh, I, I, have only read the first issue, but it is another one that's just done with really well, uh, coordination of black, whites and reds. And, mm. um, it's, it's, it looks dick. really good. Yeah. But, and like, so the story that Jeff got put in charge of that's only three issues long is that this is dick grayson right after his parents have died and like as he's uh learning to become robin 
Okay. So he hasn't, he like when it starts out, he's not yet Robin, but he is like the orphan that Bruce Wayne has brought in and he's already been in training. And it's, it, it was just again, like Jeff Lemers is so good at taking, uh, just something that's existed forever and just putting a new kind of like, uh, open like world to it, like just a new point of view that, like, oh, we've never really looked at it this way, and he just tells it so well. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's, That's awesome, mostly man. what I've been reading. I've also read all these things on the back of my wall here. Um, yeah. Well, let's hold on before you get into those. <laughs> let me talk about some of my comics. I want you to have some more before uh, the end of this bad boy. Oh no, um, I'm just saying I don't have to get to these ones because. Uh, but I. But yeah. Go, why not? Do um. Do go on. Well, what do you, I know. What have you been reading? There's this one that I just kind of want to talk about. Uh, well, there's two that I'm like going back and forth between which one I want to talk about. But I'll, I'm going to go with this one because I pulled it out and it's in my hand. It's called "I Hate This Place," and uh, it's in, okay. Yeah, is that one of the ones up there? Yeah. Okay, so we are going to talk about that. I can't really see it. I thought that was. I thought it was all Batman. Um, <laughs> here, let me. I didn't have it all the way supersized on my screen. Oh yeah, it is. Look at that. Um, and then you have. Uh, West of Sundown number two, right? And then I can't, I can't make out what that other one is. Rorschach. Um, sorry. I'm West of Sundown number two. Oh, th- mm-hmm. this one. Uh, yeah. This is uh, Archer and Armstrong Forever. Um, okay. So these are some guys that have been around for a while, and I think that they were like flagship characters for Valiant. Uh-huh. Um. So anyways, I, I got issue one. I read it. I didn't really know anything about these characters, um, but uh, I'm I'm in, I'm intrigued and interested. So this is just like nice. a new fret, like a new series of theirs. And I don't think that they've done one for a little while. But yeah, that this other one here is West of Sundown number two. So, yeah, I didn't get to that. Um, and I don't know if I will, if I'm being honest, that I just the more I think about going into it, I'm just like, mm, I don't really want to. Yeah. But I don't I it might be one of those ones I just have to. But like that story just didn't stick with me. Maybe the like another goal of this podcast is going to be get me into vampires um, because maybe this I it just doesn't resonate with me for some reason. Uh, all right. Um, may I guess I don't I wasn't raised with vampire lore Vamp- much like I never watched vampires like, don't have to be like your thing. Well, I know, you know I know they don't have to be but, uh, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can find you have another, Frankenstein. Uh, That's yours. You get Frank. <laughs> I like Young Frankenstein. That's a good movie. But uh Classic. so yeah, uh, I hate this place. It's by Kyle Starks, Artem Toplin, and Lee Lowridge. Um, and I just picked it up because I I was the number one. I enjoyed the art and the did you read it? Yeah, did when did this one come out this last week or was that like last week? I'm pretty sure within the past two, three pool weeks, something like that. Yeah, I think it was last okay. week. Um, but for yeah. those of you who haven't, the story is that uh, there is a lesbian couple, and one of the girls in the couple inherits a farm from ladies. her one of the ladies. Huh? One of the ladies. One of the ladies. Sorry. Yes. One of the ladies in the <laughs> uh, couple uh, receives this farm and an inheritance from her aunt, and she doesn't really have that many memories of it of the farm, and she 
uh, I guess, remembers why when she gets there and she discovers that the farm is like not only like haunted, it has UFOs. So there's like this weird combination yeah. of like UFOs, zombies um, and poltergeist. I'm pretty sure were mentioned or something like that. Yeah, well. I, I just remember like the I can't remember her name, but like the main the main character, the inherit the heiress. Um, she uh, yeah. had, I think she said like she hadn't seen her aunt since she was like five and she had only gone out there like that right. one time and kind of has right. this bad memory attached to like being there. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, it just turns out that there's like all this like there like the reasons why she never saw her aunt growing up, like all become prevalent in like this place that they now hate right right um i i guess my only like it's my i feel this way all the time i it's so weird to see guys writing for girls because i always see guys in it and then the fact that there's two girls and it's like a guy and i'm just i'm like man you're like i hope and it's it's a little like you can definitely see a guy wrote this Um, and I'm not saying that for better, for worse, it's an amazing concept, but it's definitely like, um, yeah, just randomly, like, let's just make out. And it's just like, oh, that's cool. Like two girls making out two ladies making out like, um, I don't know. It's, it's just like, I, I, I appreciate the representation. Like it has nothing to do with that. It's literally just like, I, can you do females justice? Because there has been things in recent media as long as like i mean recent media is, should be better but like the history of like entertainment is mostly written by men and women yeah. are just like these two-dimensional characters that are just like but i mean it, I it, goes, it, it goes even deeper than that like sh- sure but like what what white man has decided to uh, uh write on behalf of <laughs> yeah right like just them being the uh you know the narrators of history and dictating how people you know act but yeah and we've veered off the comic the comic like i said the concept there's this oh and we forgot to mention that there's a horned man that lives in the woods i so <laughs> you know all that what i just said makes it sound like i'm not into this comic i am like it's that's just a little pet peeve of mine but the the idea and the art i think go really really well hand in hand um so yeah, that's that's something that I was really looking forward, uh, not really looking forward, but I, I'll, I'll say that I'm I'm excited for issue two. Issue two, I feel like is where it's it'll probably be make or break for me, where it is probably Same. for most people. Um, but yeah, what did you think? Do you remember? Do you have any? Uh, I remember. Yeah, no, like I do. I I actually think I I didn't read this last night. I read it the night before, and like I did. I love the concept. I love uh, just the idea behind it. Um, but it there there was something just kind of like slow about it to me and um yeah, the, not, the no, nothing nothing weird. the pacing to me was was kind of threw me off but i'm kind of with you in that like i'm gonna probably get issue two and if i don't like issue two i'm probably not gonna keep getting it yeah um because i wasn't yeah again it's just like yeah the concept is great there's uh, only i want to so see where it comics. goes but there's only so many comics and what else you been reading? to read this one. Um, what else have I been reading? Oh, um, did you read West? Of this one down. Too? I did. I did. Um, but I'd rather talk about this one. 
<laughs> all righty let's talk about um, is it the one i'm thinking oh no it's not uh, no it's another marvel um my I, cat I has been bugging me this whole time everybody so if you can hear purring and uh just wondering what i'm reaching off to it's my cat and, so you know if you hear right the purring now. it probably just helps people feel very soothed yeah so, hopefully or yeah. they're gonna be like get shut up your cat um oh. but yeah so this uh this moon knight comic uh it's the i've never picked up a black white and blood before from marvel um and i can't honestly yeah, I, remember why i picked this one up i moon remember knight. when i saw it was coming out no i know it was because of moon knight but there was something else to it it might have been uh mark guggenheim wrote one of the stories there's three stories in here um mm -hmm. all different i did three. not and yeah i did not enjoy the first one i'll just let me i'll open it up um but the second one the, i don't like the second the first one because like the art was it's again this is another black white and red just everything's black white and red um the, the the art on the first story was just like way too distracting to the actual story i had no idea what was going on so i was just like whatever let's go to huh. the next one but the second one the second story that's written by guggenheim no wait not it's not guggenheim the second wait Guggenheim wrote the maybe he wrote the last one. Who knows? Maybe your guess is as good as mine on this one. And you're looking at it, so I'm gonna assume you're gonna know much better than me. Yes. Um do they have it sectioned out? They don't have it all at the beginning. Yeah, it's it's like um oh yeah, Mark Guggenheim wrote the last one. The last one's called the end. And it it's actually written uh, backwards. So you have to actually start here. This is the last page of it. You have to start here to actually get the story in forward motion. Yeah. Um, but it, but your first page that you read, it's the third story of the three stories. First page you read, it's the end. And the, the issue, that story is called the end. So it was really, really fascinating. Um, yeah, that is, that's rather trippy. Like, the middle story Interesting. was just like, really really comical because um i just picture the uh the character or the the people who play the characters i just picture their voices for it and it starts off with uh sure. you know it just says so white yet so dark and like you know right there and then spider-man pops in <laughs> and just hearing <laughs> and like the first thing that moon knight says to spider-man he just says no he's like i haven't said anything he's like whatever it is i'm just telling you no like i'm not i'm not getting involved with this whatever and you, the story yeah. is basically the story is basically like moon knight takes spider-man on on this like mission as like a sidekick just to be a distraction so moon knight can accomplish what he needs to accomplish um and like the only thing that Spider-Man wanted was uh, he he only wanted to ask if he could borrow the Mr. Knight suit. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder and if then, that would fit Spider-Man. They're probably comparable in size. Yeah, probably. So that one was really, really fun. Um, but yeah, the the last one that, that Mark Guggenheim wrote. Uh, Guggenheim has been doing. Uh, um, shoot, Darth Vader, I think. Okay. He's been involved in a lot of the Star Wars comics. Um, nice. Let me make sure I'm I'm not saying that wrong. But I really enjoyed that. So I didn't read nice. a whole lot of uh, other than like the Green Arrow series. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't read a whole lot of like mainstream comics on my trip. 
And so I feel like when I got back, I'm like, oh, it's time to catch up on Marvel. And so I just like read a bunch. Yeah. So nice. Did you read uh, Jurassic League? Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Um, I mean, I'll I'll say what I thought about it. Um, I heard about this concept some time ago, and I was like, oh, this is pretty fascinating. So I uh, and you know, we've been trying to get to read DC more um, just because giving them their fair shot. Yeah, because they deserve it. You know, they're, they're one of the big two for the reasons, you know, they, they're just, it's been swings and misses for us and it's yeah. nothing personal. Um, we're not Marvel fanboys. It's literally just been like, we just don't know where to dive in it. Um, and so we're trying to do that. And this for me was something that hooked me in was, you know, I want to see it's just this weird alternative take. Um, mm-hmm. I do appreciate that there wasn't much hand holding. Um, like they weren't mm-hmm. like at the beginning being like, this is an alternative reality where the heroes that you know and love are dinosaurs. It was just kind of like every like everything kind of picked up. It all kind of uh, depended. It, it trusted you to know these characters well enough yeah. to just allow them to play with them in this fun way without having to waste everybody's time being like, this is Batman. Batman yeah. doesn't have any parents. It definitely um, hit the ground running. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it literally like feels like you're picking up in the middle of like volume two or three, well, you know? And I also like, it also made me feel like I was reading like a Deadpool comic. Because it was like, this is dinosaurs fighting. This isn't like humans playing fisticuffs. So I was just right. like, yeah, like, it was I was just, just like, oh, this is, this is interesting. I'm not used to this from like DC stuff. Right, just the pure just, like wackiness of it all. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't really know what the story is. I mean, obviously, I think there was more of just like setting up um, the three. Um, a bat. Well, actually, Aquaman is in this randomly. Um, yeah, and I wasn't expecting that. There's just like randomly they just go to an Aquaman scene, um, and I was like, okay. So then I was kind of expecting like the Flash and Green Lantern, but he he's the only one that I can really recall um from the justice league besides the the trinity showing up you know yeah i think you're right i Um, think only like an aquaman showed up but i think i think that it will build out to a few yeah it was just um, it was just kind of a weird one to be like oh huh and it's not like it was on you know it's not like i was saw aquaman and i was upset i was happy to see him i'm glad he's doing well um in his (laughs) dinosaur form but yeah. uh, it was just like, I was like, oh, and because he showed up like before one, like Diana or something. I'm spending way too much time talking no, about fine. this, but I, I, what, they did something in this with the lettering and the speech bubbles that they do kind of with the Mighty Morphing Power Rangers that I think is great uh, is where they color coordinate the speech bubbles or just oh, use yeah, yeah. colors in this, in the text bubbles. Cause I think, you know, why not? Um, one of the things I was really excited about get dumping into that uh, good good boy book that I mentioned earlier um, was that the art, the the lettering was, you know, it was expressive and it was just from thumbing through it. I saw that. And so I, I love it when it's not just like a bubble and like some text that look like just the generic font. 
yeah um, when it actually can letters can be used and i i really enjoyed that about you know i should pull that up just to give the the man his credit of who did the lettering i'm here bragging I about it I, uh, like i said like when i got back from my trip i was just like i got i have so many things to read that was the first thing that i read because um my shop never told me if they pulled it for me like okay. i emailed them about it. i'm like hey if there's an extra copy of this can i please have it and i never heard anything from them so that's when I sent you uh, the photos of that tat or the tattoo comic book shop that I was going to go to in Birmingham. I never ended up going. Oh man. But I was like, what a great, what a great, I like combination of a shop, like read comics, get, get a tattoo. Tattoos. Yeah. But um, um, real quick, the lettering is by Fernand Del Delgado. Fernand Delgado. So I hope I'm saying that late. You did a phenomenal job. Just wanted to point that out to you. All the art is uh, great. I mean, we should might as well just go through all of them. Uh, it's written by Juan uh, Gedeon and Daniel Warren Johnson. Art is by Juan uh, Gedeon again. Colors by Mark Spicer. And lettering is by our friend Fernand Del, uh, Delgado. Sorry, I feel like I said all of those wrong. So please forgive me. But... <laughs> You do a uh, phenomenal comic book. And what I really, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of ranting about this. Um, oh, you're fine. And we we got to wrap it up soon because Tornado Tag is up next. But uh, what I really enjoy about this is that it feel, I feel like a teenager reading this. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this looks cool. It's edgy. It's different. You know, it's not just like, it's not, it's not just Batman, Mark. Yeah. It's, it's dinosaur not Batman. just Batman. It's, it's dinosaur Batman. And what was it better? Uh, yeah, no, and even like uh, everybody's favorite DC villain shows up too. <laughs> yeah, so we won't spoil that. Um, uh, real is... quick, I, oh, I misspoke. Okay. Guggen Guggenheim uh, did not write Darth Vader, he is currently writing the new Han Solo and Chewbacca series, and then he's the guy who wrote uh, uh Last Flight Out that I uh had uh, I did like a little special on a few episodes right. ago, so. Now, did you I'm sorry, I'm itching my nose, everybody. If you're watching it, my mustache is getting long and it's tickling my nose. That's the worst. Um, it's it, it's it's something. Uh, did you read Little Monsters number three? I did. Um, yep. I got it. I'm trying to I'm trying to piece it back together. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. OK. I I will say this. I think this was the most blandest thing I've ever read by Jeff Lemire. I, 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 uh, I was not thrilled myself. No, I was just like, like, it was just like going like issue one, issue two, like great. And then this was just like, what if we just stop the introspectiveness of it and just kind of yeah. just talked? Um, no, I, don't I, really remember, ever... I remember finishing it and being like, this is that. Uh, it's over like th this was it yeah what happened <laughs> dude the entirety of this comic i was thinking about this the entire all issues one two and three if, from what i can gather seem to take place within an hour like yeah um yeah no, which right. i'm not a i'm not opposed to that happening just make it a good hour like literally like one or two 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 major events have happened but it's it's literally been like since I guess one happened in issue one, one happened in three or two rather. And then three was just kind of like nothing. So, you know, yeah. obviously he deserves us to finish it out and like 
to finish it off but like man it's yeah it just uh it wasn't what i wanted it to be but you know what yeah, i wanted it to it be was... we we do we do need to wrap it up in like five minutes but uh yeah i just want to do a quick shout out to twig um that was a comic that i i really wanted to jump onto because i just wanted something that was like lighthearted and fun and that's exactly what it was so just a shout out to twig i really enjoyed you I'm really looking forward to number two. This is something that 100% needs to be read in a trade paperback just because the art uh, feels like a very much like a storybook. And I Ooh. feel like it, it's, it has that sensation of like, turn the page, turn the page, turn the page. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So Twig, if if you feel like something that's lighthearted and fun, but also a little mature, also a little silly, like definitely teenager humor, um, check that out. Anything yeah. you want to throw in before we land this plane mm, no i think i think that's it um yeah we uh tim and i are still talking about some uh future plans for what we want to do with this show and uh just as the pull box pals in general so uh just know we're, we're talking and hoping to bring more fun content to you um and then also yeah a tornado tag on the iwep network is coming up next after this uh is that is that, that that's the wrestling one right right yeah i was gonna say if you're a yeah. fan of wrestling i drop my vape if you're a fan of wrestling or me dropping my vape go on check that out um <laughs> it's very enjoyable uh i also we talked about the time change right oh i can't remember no no we didn't so we're gonna move to wednesdays there we go yeah so but yeah same, so same same pool time same pool time same pool channel but same different pool day but i pool day but, is different it's actually ironically on pool enough, day. It, it's on pool day. Yeah. So we we were um, just thinking, you know, it'd be better to do it on pool day. It'd be funner. Um, there's not a podcast right after us on the network, so we don't have to, you know, worry about cutting them off or anything like that. We can have a little bit more time. So, yeah. yeah. So and it'll be it'll be less time between this episode. Only six days you know, or five days or whatever it is, how, however time works, not, not five days, six days. Time moves forward, but it, you it know. sure does. Yeah. But, um, man, it was so nice to be able to do this with you again. I am. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to next time at a new pool date. I feel like it's going to be nice, um, to just now that we're, you know, you're home and you're going to be back into your routine. You're going to be reading mm -hmm. some comics and, and not that, you know, we didn't talk about any of this week, but, uh i'm just stoked on comics because i stoked. it there was nothing that came out this week that i was like really looking forward to um yeah but i enjoyed it all and it was like it was good and so that kind of just gets me stoked because like there's been plenty of weeks where i pull something and then i'm just like meh but to pull something randomly that you're not really excited about and then like get like stoked on it that's that's pretty cool yeah so yeah so i got i have a I have quite a list next week, so you know I'll talk about that oh, next boy. week. But uh, yeah, how many you stuff. got? Uh, there's eight total, so Jesus. I'm not even gonna look at the shelf. Uh, a couple of previews, two two things that are coming out. Uh, speaking of little monsters, issue four comes out next week, and uh, the new the new arc for what's the furthest place from here comes starts next week. Does that issue six? Does that? Oh yeah, that did end. I need. Yeah. I think this might be the end of the first arc. I thought it said it, this was the start of a, the new arc. You might be right. The, we'll oh, find no, out you're right. No, the, the implosive end 
to the first arc. Oh, there yeah. we go. Well, we'll probably cover that in two weeks' time then, because I would yeah. imagine we're probably not going to be able to get that in. But that is definitely a comic that we're going to be talking about. So Hell look yeah. forward to that in two pool weeks from now. And on issue number 10, or uh, that'll be, uh, this is number eight, episode number eight. So that'll be yes. issue, I keep saying issue. That'll be That's issue fine. number 10. Yeah, We can say that. We're a comic book podcast, everybody. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank uh, you, everybody. Make sure, uh, if you haven't, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. We're going to get a Twitch. We're going to try to get a Patreon going eventually and kind of do some cool stuff there. No spoilers. But, um, yeah, make sure that you're following us on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're on just everything. So, make you know how much those likes and comments help the algorithm. So, if you wouldn't mind doing those things for us. And also hanging out for our buddies in uh, the Tornado Tag podcast. That would be great. That'd be excellent. Mark. All right, everybody. It'll be it'll be good to see you next week, bud. It'll be great to see you next week too, my friend. Good cheers. Bye. Cheers. Same comic. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. I'm not gonna try <laughs> to remember your catchphrase. Goodbye. Goodbye.